What is up, everybody? Hey, my name is Luke Summers, and you are lucky enough to be listening to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oak Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. If you're new to the show, our goal here is to create some content, some fantastic content for athletes, parents, and coaches. We tell stories, have laughs, and we go into everything that is the end game of athletic performance, helping athletes achieve their optimal performance and be the best that they can possibly be. As always, check us out on the socials at Oak Performance and online at oakstrength.com backslash oakperformance. And now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. I'm your host, Adam Lane. With me today, from Dallas, Texas, Mr. Luke Summers. We're doing it. Luke, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. You know it. We, we were just reminiscing on our storied history together. Yes. That, like, our storied past. So, so it's great to always come back and intersect. Man. Yes. Yes. And Luke, you're, you know, you're down in Texas, but originally... We ran the streets of Naperville, Illinois up here. That's right. Number one place to raise your kids it, at least in 2098 or something. I yeah. don't know. One of those years. I don't know where it's at now. I haven't been keeping in touch with the stats. Well, you've left, <laughs> so it's obviously it's obviously declined. That's what I'm saying. The, when the mayor leaves, things yeah. tend to crumble, man. Yes. It's, it's, not, it's not the same. No. <laughs> it's not the same. Well, so, Luke, for the tens of people that listen to the show who don't know who you are and why you're sure. such a big deal um, – Give, give them the, the Luke Summers bio here. All right. So I like to, I'll reverse engineer it. How about that? Currently living in Dallas, Texas with my, my wife and baby girl, Ruby, and expecting number two, our second baby in about four weeks. Uh, what brought us here was an opportunity to work with a fast growing startup called KidStrong, which I'm currently the director of programming for. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a bit. So I Absolutely. won't go too hard into the paint on that. Now, prior to that, Man, I was partnered up with John Wellborn and Tex McQuilkin. I believe they are podcast alumni of yours. They are. Yeah, those were my homies. They are my homies still. I, I love them dearly, miss them. Um, they were my they were my colleagues. They were the two other legs to the stool at Power Athlete, uh, which was a, a project that was born in um, you know, in the the mind of John Wellborn. Man, it's gotta be 20 years ago, but I was fortunate enough. Uh, to work with John for the past 12-ish years, uh, no, it'll be 11 years, uh, prior to my job at KidStrong uh, in running Power Athlete. I was uh, the COO over there. And then prior to that, what got me in, crossed up with John is I worked at CrossFit Gym and went to a CrossFit football seminar, which was uh, you know, a very unique experience in the, the early days of CrossFit. And uh, man, it was just such a transformative experience for me as what – like. I guess my ethos wasn't a coach until I exited that, that certification. Mm. And I'm like, what am I doing wasting my life? Cause at the time I was doing corporate job <laughs> and that was in Chicago. So uh, when I met John there, it, it, j- just a series of events brought me to at the time, Newport beach, California to run his CrossFit gym. And that's where power athlete was born. It's out of that CrossFit gym and out of the CrossFit um, CrossFit football certification. So that was a 10 year project, uh, bringing that to life. And, you know, I miss it dearly. My pound of flesh is definitely in there. And one of my hardest decisions was uh, moving on from that role to what I'm doing today. Um, but then prior to that, man, it was like corporate life, kind of the Midwest dream, right? Uh, girlfriend, <laughs> town home, leased car, um, <laughs> corporate job, CrossFit in the evening, 
you know, and, and I grew up playing sports out in Naperville, like you said, Naperville central guy, uh, grew up playing sports there. And, and then also like my first Fourier into coaching was coaching peewee football out there for the the NYFL, which was the same oh, league yeah. that I played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think I kicked off in third grade. This was when I first strapped up and started crushing skulls. Right. <laughs> or, and to be honest with you, it was like four years till I figured it out. So I was getting, I was getting pummeled. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, lots of experience playing sports, very active. Um, you know, as I've become older and aligned and became aware of what's important in my life, what I've realized is that the coaches I had along the way, specifically my football coaches. Um, and I guess even like the volunteer dad coaches, you know, for like basketball, youth basketball and baseball and stuff like that. Like I was very lucky. I was very lucky in the interest that they had in, in me as an, not necessarily growing as an athlete, but like as a young man, you know, and, um, and the values that I've picked up through sport have, I think, you know, humbly differentiated me from a lot of the people I, I work with or have like competed against, you know, and I, I just, I just attribute that to that experience. So uh, that's what's brought me full circle now to to working at Kidstrong, which is a child development program uh, that focuses on the ages like walking to 11 years old. So that's that's me. There we go. Well, we l- let's transition into that. Let uh, mm-hmm. Kidstrong. What what the heck is Kidstrong? We you have, you, have, you have kids doing CrossFit. Is that what it is? Uh, thrusters for time. Oh, is that that's I what's going would, on here? That would make my job a lot easier. <laughs> Adam, right. So it's, it's a good question. Right. And uh, what, what we've done is we've, we've kind of carved out of, in our opinion, a very unique childhood development program. So uh, while it, it, right now the program is ran in franchise locations. So we got 23 locations running kids strong. There's 12,000 kids in the program and wow. That's a lot ages of walking to 11 years old. Okay. And I program for each developmental group right? Because we're focusing on this early age walking specifically to five, because that is where the majority of brain development occurs in a kiddo. And the brain waves that they're actually, that their brain is operating under predominantly is one where we have the most opportunity to model who they become as an adult. So the program focuses on brain development. It focuses on social, emotional learning and development. And then absolutely, we add that physical component to it because we know that kids learn better when they're active, mm-hmm. right? Especially at that age group. So we've created a, a program that is built character first, brain development, and then we, we top it with a little bit of physical activity. So, uh, and what makes it unique is, you know, it's, it's not CrossFit. It's, you know, it's not in the sense, not that there's anything wrong with kids like being active. We want mm-hmm. kids to be active, but it's a character first program, right? You talk to like, uh, you know, a strength coach like yourself and like, believe me, me too, or a football coach. Like, I believe that you can develop character and social emotional capacities on the football field. I believe you can develop them in the weight room. I really do believe you can. Yeah. But why are we in the weight room? Like what, what's the goal of Oak performance, right? Like absolutely there's a character component, but if you're just making 
if you're making more compassionate, empathetic kids who can goal set, who are better at cooperating, but they're not getting bigger, stronger, faster, like, you know, there, yeah. there's that trade-off. Mm -hmm. If you're a football coach, who's like, but my kids are, are they serve their community and you're <laughs> O and A like, so the, and, and it should be the goal of a sport coach and a strength coach to get kids more prepared for their sport mm -hmm. and to like succeed in their sport. Yeah. Whereas we shift the paradigm at kids strong, like, our goal is to create kids who will win at life, whether it's athletics, whether it's the traditional arts, whether it's a technological or tech avenue. Like we just want kids to have the confidence to go out and make friends, to dominate the playground, you know, and to like tear down school. Yeah. That, that's the goal of kids strong. Nice. 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 So I, I find it interesting that, I mean, just through all the kids that we've coached through the years, um, it saddens me greatly if we have a kid that comes in and he's a you know two or three sport athlete and then all of a sudden he quits this sport or quits that sport. It's so easy to quit, um, mm -hmm. and I think I felt social pressure back in the day to like. I mean, the, the, you know, you understand the whole football thing. There are days where you huh? did not want to put your helmet on. My no. head hurts, my body hurts, everything hurts. I don't want to trek out to the field. I, none of this sounds fun to me. You know how yep. easy it would be to 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 quit. Um, but I feel like we're seeing that more in this mm -hmm. day and age. There are also a thousand billion different things kids can get into. Yeah. Um, it's wild. So there, there, there's, there's so much there. So when it comes to, I guess that character piece, what is, what, what does that look like? So what that looks like, it depends on the age group as well. Okay. Right. So for your zero to three year olds, you know, the character <laughs> looks more like, um, and here's, here's the rub. Right. And like, I think my sport coaches and my, you know, this is for the parents out there. Like all character development is, is observing how mom and dad displayed their character. Mm -hmm. How do they set goals? How do they follow through? How do they handle difficult situations? Yeah. So that's what also sets kids strong apart is 50% at my job as a director of programming. Absolutely. I lay out like the proverbial sets and reps and routines that we do in center that we hand off to, to our coaches, but I also develop parent education. So we're a parenting program as well, because we know the shepherds of, of character development are parents. Yeah. So parents need to understand the impact of their behaviors around their kids. Um, uh, so with that said, you know, how can that look in center though? Cause we do, we do work on character development center. So in, in a form of confidence and, and gratitude. So this month, every month has a brain focus, a physical focus and a character focus and how we train or the, the training that's associated with the brain, physical or character focus is then determined by occupational therapist, pediatric occupational therapists, uh, physical therapists, uh, uh, pediatric or youth strength coaches. So like we have a team mm -hmm. of experts that are helping craft this training this month's focus. Where are we in November? Uh, this month's focus is giving back. Okay. For character, which is, a uh, so that's the act. And then the character capacities we're working on is like community mindedness and cooperation. Okay. So how we would develop that in center is we actually have like a donation collection station mm -hmm. that we've taught our centers how to run. Right. So yeah. a center is now partnered up with a local charity or food bank or something. Okay. And, and now kids is part of their homework and as part of the curriculum, 
they, we request that they participate in giving a donation. And like, we understand there's not all families are in the position to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then what's the scaled option for that? Well, you can volunteer your time around your neighborhood, helping out a neighbor, Mm -hmm. right? So there's ways to give back. And then even at that, like um, you can talk to your friends about ways to give back. Like, you know, so you work it down, you make it accessible to all families, all socioeconomic brackets. And that's how we're working on developing character. And then we recognize that. And then research, all this stuff is research-backed as well, right? Science-based in the sense that, you know, kids who learn how and when to verbalize gratitude in the form of like, thank you, Adam, or thank Mm -hmm. you, mommy, thank you, daddy. If you follow that trend line into adolescence and adulthood, they have a greater opportunity to be optimistic and and report as being happier, Mm. right? So like, it's important very early on to learn the mechanics of of gratitude and giving back, okay? So that would be our character focus. Now this, like you're, I'm also in this, like working on future programming. So it is, what is our physical focus? Oh man, that's embarrassing. Uh, I do know, uh, so coming up, our brain focus will be pattern, pattern recognition, okay? okay? So then we have elements <clears throat> in the class where like kids are, are working on obstacle courses or exercises. And then we stop, we, and they're like, it's fun and gamified. We stop and we re- redirect their attention in the middle of high level activity towards a screen. And the screen has teaching aids on it. And our coaches are trained how to work on pattern recognition. Okay, so it might be shapes, it might be numbers, it depends, and it might be animals, right? Like cat, cow, cat, cow, blank, what comes next? Mm -hmm. Cat, right? Or, you know, for our older kids, nine to 11 year olds, right? It may be like, let's see, one, three, five, seven, blank. Mm -hmm. What's the next? nine right like we're working up odd numbers so like we find different ways to to create learning opportunities in the middle after redirecting from physical activity for pattern recognition Mm -hmm. right and uh you know the science will tell you that pattern recognition is you know is a, a classification organization skill that also helps determine or aid towards mathematics success right so like we're doing our best as well to support the educational milestones that kids face in school Right. And then uh, so our physical focus next month is balance. There we go. Boom. <laughs> right. So then we also have balance beams. Our kids come into the center. They're, they train barefoot. OK. Ooh. And our balance beams are textured. Right. So you work on mechanoreceptor recognition. You work on all like the jiggy stuff of everybody who's like barefoot dorks. Mm-hmm. Like I say that if there's any barefoot <laughs> dorks I'm of endearment. Yes. OK. Absolutely. <laughs> So like we're shaping feet to different surfaces, uh, different textures, and we're working on balance, right? And then for our babies, it might just look like walking across a balance beam mm. and in a single leg balance, right? Because those milestones tend to present themselves at two years old-ish. Now for older kids, we may be on a higher beam and we're taking a step and then think of like a little pistol squat. We call them ice cream scoot, scoops, mm-hmm. but as you step, you're kind of doing like a scoop with the other leg. Mm-hmm. And you may hold a single leg balance. You know, we yeah. work on we work on all planes of motion, backwards, lateral, crossover, um, different surfaces and feet. Either it's heel, like transverse arch or the heel, things like that. So, like, we throw all of this stuff into the programming, and like, and parents have no idea. 
right? Like, <laughs> and I would say even our competitors, if they're, if they're even out there, have no idea the, the level of thought that goes into the manufacturing and placement of equipment to the domains and movement patterns that we sequence and overlap um, to the character traits that we feature. So like that, that's just an example of what we would feature in curriculum. Now in the background, as you know, man, like when you're building the strength program, like you kind of got the big stuff that like that sells the sizzle that like parents <laughs> and kids want to see. But like in the underground, you're doing all the stuff that's like the therapy stuff that nobody's like mm-hmm. gets excited for. Yeah. Right. So we, we call that our hidden curriculum. Um, but, and it's not that people wouldn't get excited for it, but parents, like one thing CrossFit taught us is very, variability in training, like is a really good retention tool. Mm-hmm. It keeps us interested. Um, and like, there's obviously the business side of that. You want members to like stay, yeah. but when you believe in the program and the impact you're creating and the positive outcomes you're building for families, like you want to expose that kid as long as possible. So how do we do that? Variability. But every day, Adam, at the beginning of every, of every class and at the end of every class, our kids say an affirmation out loud, right? And we pair it with, um, with like sign language or gestures. So they say, I am strong. I am brave. I can do this. Okay. So that's how they start class and that's how they end it. Wow. And if you look into neurolinguistic programming, like, if you like you say an affirmation daily out loud, yeah. it actually changes the wiring in the brain, right? How the brain works. And it turns a positive statement into like a belief mm-hmm. and it works for grownups too. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, but we have our kids mm-hmm. learning about affirmation from day one. And then after that, what's really cool too, is like, so that's every day, you know, that's like, that's like your arm circles, yeah. right? And your neck rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do social greeting. So kids have to stand up. They get, they create eye contact with their coach and then they introduce themselves. Now that like for a two-year-old that might look like, Hey, what's your name? And they're like, blah, you're like good (laughs) eye contact, you know, but for the older kids, we actually have them introduce themselves and they introduce a classmate Mm. and they tell you something about the classmate sometimes. Right. So like, so you can see like we, we have to, to program to the developmental brackets but the, the mission is the same mm-hmm. cooperate, cooperation, socialization, um, like a growth mindset, uh, positive self-talk, interpersonal communication, like the things that we want our kids to have so they can go dominate school and then eventually yeah. dominate work. And yeah. they're like, I've just always been this way, you know? <laughs> um, as you can see, I get pretty jazzed up. About yeah. This stuff. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's just like, honestly, man, scratching the tip of the, curric- mm-hmm. the curriculum, because on the other side of things, what I also do is, you know, we, we have a training and certification team that, that like poor, this poor team and these poor coaches, bro, like Tex and John and I, like Tex was a great mentor on how to like kind of put coaches through the ringer mm-hmm. as you're aware, yes. like level coaches up, get them to take their job seriously. It's a vocation, right? So I've carried a lot of that. And the team was already doing a great job before I came here, right? But I've, I've brought a lot of that in how we develop coaches. Mm. So if you think of other kids' programs, you know, T-ball, which I'm fine with T-ball. I'm not uh, mad at T-ball. Mm-hmm. But like, who's the coach at T-ball? Yeah, me. Yeah, it's a dad. <laughs> just some which, dad but yeah. like, you just happen to be like a really good coach. Yeah. But you don't know that, right? Like who knows who your T-ball coach is yeah. going to be? Um, you go to gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Like it might be a high school gymnastics girl or it could yeah. be an Olympian. Like it all depends on, on like what type of coaching do you want to, 
provide your kid and what are the goals for your kid? Yeah. But when we come into the coaches training here, like our coaches are trained in growth mindset. Our coaches are trained to be mentors. They're trained to be familiar with the most common issues. Occupational therapists are presented by particular age groups. Uh, they're trained to be like a poor man's physical therapist, you know, <laughs> and, and not that like all, we're trying to give them base level of tools so they can be a source of knowledge for parents yep. that parents would not otherwise have. Or if they did, bro, my, uh, the sharps. So they, they had to make an appointment for one of their kiddos. It was like speech therapy thing, you know, normal stuff for a kiddo. It's a six month wait to get into a, a occupational therapist's office. Oh, wow. Where literally you're going to walk in. So for them, they know what's going on and they need to get like a little bit of therapy. But our OTs tell us that parents will wait six months to come in and say, hey, so my kid is like eating their boogers. Is that normal? And like the OT is just like, yeah, that's totally normal, man. Like you're good. Go on. But they waited six months where they could have just like a a trained and certified coach who's like, is this normal? And they go, yeah, it's totally normal. You know? They're young. So like we pair that, yeah, we we pair that pro coaching up with like a really, really really killer curriculum and programming. And then we educate the parents on the behaviors to look for outside of the center and how you can reinforce them. We have like this holy trinity, science-backed curriculum, professional coaches, and informed parents. And you put the kid right in the middle. It's just like, it's unlike anything else, you know? And, And I'm not mad. Again, I'm not mad at sports. I love sports. I do. I like the, I, I, but we also get feedback from coaches who get kids, strong kids, like keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Keep doing what you do. These kids are awesome from teachers. Keep doing what you're doing. These kids are awesome. They're, they're in a different level. So very nice. What yeah. else? Can you, can you speak more to the parent piece of what sure. is you say informed parents. How do you inform parents? I'm, I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. So when, so if you can imagine the, um, Man, I just haven't really been so like we, our center has a floor. It's a, a blue padded floor thing, like kind of like a, like martial arts studio. You know how they have like the, the padded floors mm-hmm. um, and then they have a lobby. So depending on the age group, parents are either on the floor. So three years and younger parents are on the floor because independence is not like they're not ready for independence. There's a high level of codependence. And also we like the, the kids, the kids learning devices, their parent like we can model so much and it can be effective, but the best modeling opportunity is to watch a parent or listen to a parent. Yeah. So we need them to coach their kid, yeah. right? So there's, on a parent-based class, it becomes a little more um, clear, right? So imagine, Adam, you got, so our caps, our class caps at 15, right? So you got 15 parents, 15 kiddos at max. Yeah. And you got two coaches on the floor and we present, you know, hey, we're going to be working on uh, some, some planks, right? So here's how I want you to support your kiddo. Okay. In a plank, here's what it should look like, right? You're going to support from the hips. If your kiddo won't lock their arms out, there's something called a parachute reflex, just not like rip and grip or grip and rip, (laughs) but you just kind of quickly lift their hips up, but gently. Yeah. And they have a reflex that straightens their arms and splays their hands because that's what they think like their nervous system thinks they're falling. Okay. Boom. They've locked their arms out. They're now supporting their weight hands over shoulders. Now let's put their feet back down and then let's get next to them and do it. This is how you can get your kiddos to start working on planks. So now that parent can do that at home. Yeah. And that's the type of parents we have is like, Oh, we're doing this every night, you know? (laughs) 
And um, so that's an example of like a physical piece. Um, the, I'm trying to think like, so on a brain piece is also similar. Like we present them with these learning resources. And it's like, here's how you would deliver this, right? You, you guide, 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 ask, uh, and then like repeat and echo. Mm-hmm. What shape is this? Again, I'm, th- I'm thinking babies. What shape is this? It's got mm-hmm. four sides. All sides are the same. It's a square. Say square, right? And then they'll echo that. And like, you just work on reps, recognition, yeah. recognition. And then, uh, so for the older kids where the parents are off the floor, we actually have learning aids for parents. So that we have this big 70 inch TV that's pointed towards kids when the kids need to learn. And then we have, we have techniques to calm and redirect the kids' attention so that they sit down quietly and we turn the TV to the parents. And then depending on the age group, Adam, like the, the fuse is lit and the time bomb's about to go off, bro. But you have a window to educate parents okay. because the music is down. We, we also have music that's going we, as well, but the music is down. The kids are down. We've just like gone like this with energy. They're coming down in a little recovery loop and then uh, sitting patiently, hopefully. And then you're talking to the parents about the drills we just did, why it's important. What are the behaviors you should recognize outside of the center? And what can you do to reinforce it? And then we go back, right? Gotcha. And then you pair that all up with like, you know, video content on YouTube, newsletter resources. Uh, we're in the process of like building this epic parenting app uh, as well. That's going to just be like, oh, here, like, here's my parenting score. Mm. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. And, it, you know, I think there's some, I was reading, I've become a bit of like a parent, like where I used to be digging into like foot angles and foot positions for squatting. You know what I mean? Now it's like this parenting concept. I'm all over like fatherly.com. I'm looking at like OT sites <laughs> and OT accounts. Um, but uh, there, there's interesting research out there that like 70% of parents to toddlers think they're doing a bad job. Wow. Mm -hmm. And there's some other stat that like, how, you know, how often do you feel like, or how important is it that your spouse tells you you're doing a good job? It's like 90%. And then how often do they actually tell you you're doing a good job? And it's like, never. (laughs) So all this data would tell us that parents don't think they're doing a good job. Yeah. And parents don't know what to do. Yeah. And then, like you said, like you're observing things with regards to what we would call grit, like pers- passion and perseverance towards long-term goal setting. Like people are just quitting. Yeah. Like we're observing these behaviors that we intuitively know, like as high-performing parents, you know, or former athletes, like, I don't think this is right. Yeah. What do we do to fix it? And then that's like saying, you know, going to Google and saying, I have a fever. Yeah. And like, what's wrong with me? It's like. <laughs> Red alert, red alert, your time is limited, you know? And it's like, no, it's just cold. So like, so we're trying to be that beacon of hope for parents, that one-stop shop and, um, you know, a way, an offer a way for them to have a level of specificity to develop their kids to number one, recognize their strength and foster that. Like that's a really big, important and and driver towards fulfillment and success is knowing your kiddo loves music Mm -hmm. and giving them the opportunity to. Versus like thinking they like art and then like putting a, you know, taping a paintbrush in their hand. Um, But then like understand what, what are the deficiencies or where are their areas for growth that you can influence and that matter, 
you know, because some of the stuff that you think like my kid's not doing, it probably doesn't matter, you know, <laughs> like, it, yeah. and it all shores up as long as you foster the strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my wife teaches seventh grade science. I taught seventh grade math for 14 years. We, yeah, that's right. That's right. We, we started back in the day um, because when, when we stepped into the classroom, there was, we took all the how to teach math classes, all how to teach language arts, how, how to teach science. Da, da. There was no discipline class. There was no classroom management class. There was a mm-hmm. book by Harry Wong um, that like was like, hey, read this and, da, 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 and you try to implement some things, but literally you had no idea what you're doing. So like you saw teachers and I was one of them that, executed my classroom the way like I was parented. So like there were times where I was sweet and gentle and, and, and overly caring like my mother. And then there are other times where my father came out of my mouth and just sit down, you know, just, ah. <laughs> and it, it wasn't until we, we found something called love and logic um, for teachers that like it, it light bulbs started going off and we actually got some guidance because teaching in, you know, 2002 when I started so different than teaching back in, you know, 1972 and how kids have changed and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, teaching now versus teaching then, you know, totally different parenting now versus parenting then and whatnot. Um, But they, they, um, not only was there teaching with love and logic, but there was also parenting with love and logic. And so, all this stuff made so much sense um, to, to Heather and myself that we actually started putting on parenting with love and logic classes, even though we, we did not have kids at the time and parents, ah. parents would come. Um, and it, it's amazing. Uh, and these were some of the best parents cause they were actually the ones that were open-minded enough to be like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, give this an opportunity. I, I do want to, yeah. I do want to get better. I don't know if they didn't know that we didn't have kids until after they got there, but that's okay. <laughs> that was part of the marketing effort there. Who's yeah. putting this on? These childless <laughs> people here? Yeah, okay, they they know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I think that's I think that's fantastic because I, I I find myself to be extremely reflective in in my parenting stuff, and um, I get very frustrated with myself when I'm not the father that I that that I should be. And it's typically gym related. It's typically stuff's getting too busy, and this went wrong here, or that one I had to mm-hmm. put out this fire here, etc. Um, and I hate myself, and you know, but and I'm aware of it, and that there 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 are times where you know. I don't. I, I think that education piece that you guys are doing with the parents is is fantastic because I've seen so many parents just through everything that we do. Uh, there's a jujitsu academy next door. We have we have some you know jujitsu parents that sit on the sideline and like coach their kid as the, mm-hmm. like they're and they're like calm down, calm down. And then we have mm-hmm. other people that like shove their kid out the door, you know, and then you know drive off and mm-hmm. and run to Target while their kids in jujitsu and, and and could care less. Um, and there might be a happy middle ground there too, but yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just interesting to me because I think it's harder and harder to be a parent in, you know, 2021. Um, and you keep having babies. And so yeah. Luke, you're going to endure this for a while. Um, Let's do, I'm telling you, like I, I've joked a long time and maybe I think it was on like on the air. Like I do want a big family. I, like I'm sitting at this table I built um, a few years ago. It's concrete table and probably seats. Let's see. I mean, it could seat 10 people, Ooh. you know, um, does, is eight kids a bit above average? I think so. But I envision like a family, I envision like a, a powerful and meaningful family experience at this table, definitely with, with more than one kiddo. Yeah. Uh, some sage advice I've received from many, you know, many mentors and some John being one of them, right? Like is, uh, you know, one at a time, bro. One at a time. <laughs> like don't, <laughs> like yeah. well, zone defense is a lot different than man defense. Yes. So like, see what two is all about. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, the parenting thing is interesting. Right. And it's, it's um, 
I don't want to speak in, in like certainties and in absolutes, but I would bet that most parents are doing what they think is right. Yeah. Like they're doing their best. Right. And there is this moment where I guess you got to be vulnerable, right? Yeah. And you got to go with like the, to these, these parenting resources and find someone you trust. And like, and that even is, is tricky now, but like, because like, how do you vet and validate, you know? And so that's why our mission is like to be so big. Like at this point, there's no question based off the social proof we have, right. Is like, there's no question that what we're doing doesn't like, there's no question that it works. Yeah. You know, we like we're over 10,000 kids in the program. Uh, you know, 80% are showing are like just respond or 80% of survey respondents have said like the level of confidence that you've provided my kid. Like I came in to get their energy out, but you've provided me so much more than I thought. <laughs> I right? wanted you to wear out my child. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I turns just out they're a better person now. <laughs> yeah. But all of a sudden they're like ordering their own food at McDonald's. Like, you know, like think of that. Like there are kids who, who can't, they're 10 year olds. You can't order their own food. We have three-year-old kids who walk up and order for their family. Like, the, and, and the parents wholly contribute to, to their experience at Kidstrong, right? And it's like, that, that's just such a cool thing to hear and the impact we create. And, you know, going back into um, your teaching experience and like teaching today, right? For all, first off, I think one of the problems, like problem is just such a harsh statement. I think one of the misconceptions that some parents um, maybe operate under is there's an unrealistic, unrealistic, excuse me, unrealistic expectation for teachers and schools to raise their kids or like to instill certain values. Right. And I, like, I also don't want to say like schools don't build life skills because like they do, you know, and but going back to our strength coach yeah. and our football coach analogy, like zoom out the school is to prepare you to to track along with educational milestones and certify that you have a certain level of like traditional intelligence and traditional learning capacities, right? Like, which is important. Like I am not saying schools are unimportant, um, but they're certainly not there to raise kids. No. Right. And then when it comes to the kids who are like, you know, parents are or teachers are struggling with like discipline and compliance and like character issues you know, we, we have a saying here at KidStrong because we're, we're like this rapidly growing company. I was telling you before the show, we went from like four employees to like 20 in, in 60 days. Yeah. You know, it's bonkers growth right now. Um, but we have a saying here that like hiring is more important than training <laughs> because like with every hire, we need to train. Yeah. And with every center that opens, there's 500 kids. For 500 kids, you need 11 coaches, 12 coaches. So we got to train 12 coaches, but we only have two and a half days to train them. So like you need the right person in there yeah. to get floor ready in two and a half days. So like you just keep going back and it's like classrooms shouldn't need this like totally jiggy, super modern, um, super robust discipline system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's not a student problem. Right. It's kind of like that parent problem. Yeah. It might be, you know, and like there's exceptions. Like, and again, like I don't doubt that parents are doing the best that they can, but it's like effort versus achievement, right? Yeah. Or activity versus achievement. Like there's a lot of emotion that parents put into raising their kids and wanting the best for them. But is it the best way to do it? Yeah. And again, like 
wind in the back, selfless shame or like shameless self-promotion. Like th- that's one of the main missions of Kids Strong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I find so many parents because I, whatever, I'm connected with many of them in, yeah. in, in different ways. Um, and this is terrible, but the, the, the onset of all the, all the social media stuff and huh? how it's like, not only do I have to be a good parent in my own, own home, but I have to present like I'm a good parent, you know, through my social media and, and look mm-hmm. how great my kid did in this and they did this and we traveled to this remote place for this mm-hmm. tournament of, of something, something, which could all be great. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade on yeah. any of that. I, I think that's fantastic. But I think sometimes they get caught up in that social media piece, no different than the kids do yeah. or will. You there's know, pressure. I, there's pressure. You know, so I, I again, look, I think to, to be to for you guys to provide that type of direction, not saying like, hey, this is the only way to parent or anything like that, but like, mm-hmm. man, parents need help. Like, and 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 the good ones, the open-minded ones, are gonna, you know, listen to some to things and and apply some things, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and and see the benefit. And I think those end up being some of the some of the best kids that like can, can perform. Like you said, you're, you're getting coaches talking to you saying, keep doing what you're doing with these kids. Mm-hmm. Cause these are the kids that, 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 you know, can do well under pressure and don't mind being like, Oh my gosh, our, our point guard went down, you know, yesterday, we need you to play point, but I've never played. It doesn't matter, you know, and them just like, yeah. okay, let's do this, you know, and have that Ready to step up. Yeah, exactly. And have that attitude. Cause there are too many other kids that are too fragile. Um, and I'm going to, point upstream to the, you know, to, to, to the parent. Like it's, if there's a, if there's a fault in my kid, it's probably because of me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, not if there is a fault, there are faults yeah. and it's, it's because of mom and dad. Like, well, like you're, you're, you're certainly are complicit, yes. right? <laughs> like you, you, you are in, in what we found is it's probably because you underestimated the impact you can make at two years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, this baby doesn't know what the heck they're doing. Mm-hmm. They are just a poop and spit and pee-pee monster. Yeah. But realistically, like, that was your opportunity to plant very, very important seeds as it relates to, like, these character traits. Yeah. But it yeah. starts with you being that reflection. And that's, like, the that's the tricky part, yeah. you know? I, I, I mean, it would be a lie to tell you that. And I just kind of found myself doing it, like – I'm a totally different person, bro. After when I found out I was um, when we were pregnant and I was going to be a dad, I'm like, and we're not like the most religious family, and which it, I, I have nothing against religion. It just wasn't how my wife and I were raised. So it's like, man, if we were just religious, we have a lot of values that we could just like communicate via religion. But what are our family values? And like, what is important to me? And I've never gone through that thought process, you know. And that's where. Um, that exercise and going through that exercise and kind of like defining myself, which was painful. And I, I had to, I had to pay a dude to help me out, you know, like I couldn't do it alone. Yeah. And, and I didn't feel appropriate to lean on my colleagues. It didn't feel appropriate to lean on my spouse. Like, I don't want that bias. And I don't want to put that like pressure on them either. Like it just didn't feel appropriate. Yeah. And, and, and what like rolled out uh, was ultimately like, unfortunately, well, I guess it depends how you look at it. Like the stuff that we were doing at power athlete, I cared about and is awesome, but it didn't align with my values. Yeah. And that was kind of like, shoot. And it just was coincidence. This kid strong thing came across my, 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 like in my vision. And it was, and yeah. it's like, man, I love, I value coaching. I love creating coaches. I love connecting coaches 
to athletes, mm-hmm. right? That was, you know, the power athlete mission. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things I used to say at our seminars when I was traveling is like, I want to be, I just want to provide you the information to be an inflection point, to shift your trajectory that one degree. So that 10 years from now, you're 400 miles in the right, closer to the, like what you need and want to do versus, you know, like that battleship analogy or uh, air air flight, right? Mm -hmm. You're one degree off at the start of your trip. Um, Well, the earlier you can make that impact, the greater the long-term benefit. And like, it just became obvious to me. Like, let's go work with seedlings, man. Like, let's connect guys like you. And and again, don't get me wrong. I love, (laughs) I talked to one of our block one dudes and I tried to get him to join up on the team. But he's like, I just love working with high school kids. And like, I get it. (laughs) I get it because it would like, that would be paying it back for me because that's where I had the most growth, Mm -hmm. you know? And I want to, I want to do everything I can to give every little, like, just give any little deposit I can to any one of those kids just in hopes. Right. Um, but then like the pragmatist in me is like, well, the most impact is right at the beginning. Yeah. Let's, let's figure out how that is. And I'll tell you what, dude, it is, it is the hardest coaching I've ever done. Yeah. I've coached (laughs) teens. I've coached adults. I've coached, I've coached older population as well. You know, um, I've coached very accomplished athletes. I've coached very hard headed military folks. Mm -hmm. I've coached like, you know, a very, I've had a great opportunity with everything John and the team uh, did at power athlete, but put yourself in the center of 15, four year olds, (laughs) dude, like, you know, the concept of like simple, but no simpler explain it. Like I'm five. So you have to, you have to use those principles to talk to a kid who has an attention span of like 40 seconds and try to get them to follow like relatively like pretty structured programming when they're not ready. Mm -hmm. But like, that's the price we pay as coaches because our goal is to accelerate those milestones, get these kids to develop where appropriate, get these kids to develop faster than their peers so that they have, they have the cutting edge. Or if they're like a little bit behind, we find a way to get them caught up. Um, but in doing that <laughs> in a language, in a cadence, in a tone that four-year-olds and six-year-olds will respond to, like it, it's much more of an art form. Uh, I, no, I don't want to say that because I haven't done it. But it's on par with like being an art form that it would probably take to like connect with an Olympian, mm. coach them through like the next half a percent that's going to get them the medal. Like I'm thinking of Dave Spitz and Wes Kitts, right? Mm. Like, yeah. Dave's an artist. He's amazing. Wes is a phenom, you know, and he's like the highest, one of the highest expressions of that coaching concept. I also think a, a couple of our coaches here that are just like, like I call them whisperers, Adam, that the way that they can command a room of kids yeah. at varying ages is like, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. And I'm like, I can do that. You know, I'm good. I can do that, bro. They eat me up. <laughs> Eat me up. So, like, uh, I, I would, I would encourage, you know, if a if a guy who's not a parent, um, who who really enjoys coaching, I'd encourage that person to like explore coaching young kids, five year olds, four year olds, and just experience it because it sharpens your blade. Because you have to be clear, you have to be concise, and that transfers over to adult coaching. You know? It's not that really- much different. 
It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's what adults are thriving for. And you get the benefit of like the intuition of a grown up or a team athlete. Like they have intuition. They can read between the lines. Yeah. But you also give them the type of instruction that is, you could explain it to a five-year-old. Yeah. And I think of, we, we have a coach here too. She's on the training team. Uh, she just went to go get her level two CrossFit certification. Yep. She's all, she's CrossFit coach too. And like, that's like a, it's not a walk in the park. I'm told like, you gotta kind of be switched on to do it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it was cakewalk, you know, 30% <laughs> failed, but like, it was no problem for me, yeah. you know, because she's like done it. Mm-hmm. She these kiddos. So, and parents who are like, probably have multiple kids. They're like, you know, a year and a half apart, three kids, a year and a half apart. Yeah. That three-year-old, the six-year-old is probably just like, they're like, Oh yeah, I believe it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Getting those kids to do anything's impossible. Yeah, Luke, I'm with you. I'm I'm with the other guy. High, high school kids are kind of my my forte. Dipping down mm-hmm. into the, we have a homeschool PE class here, and um, I do not coach it. Um, yeah, and and our our Katie who does is does a phenomenal job, and I, I she she's excited about it, and she has fun with it. And, yeah, um, it's 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 not kids wrong, but we 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 do what we can, and it's it's funny because I, I I have subbed in that class. Not often, let's be clear. And it's, <laughs> I have more anxiety over coaching, you know, you know, a half dozen of the, of, of the five-year-olds than I do mm-hmm. taking on, you know, 60 of our high school kids. Like I could, yeah, I could do absolutely. that all day. <laughs> and like, again, like no, one's not better than the other man. No. Like, and they're each, they're each an art form, yeah. you know? And like the cool thing, uh, th- what, what I enjoy about coaching the kiddos is like, and I speak from my experience being a teenage boy. Um, so I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on in, you know, teenage boys or teenage girls heads, but like there is a heavy curtain that between you and the real version of them at times. Yeah. And you look gotta, you gotta earn a lot of trust to get through there. And even then it's, it's not that consistent. And like, that's, that's just kind of it at yep. that age, I think, you know, but a five-year-old kid has no social blanket over them and you get nothing like when they are happy and they love you and they say it it's because they do you know and like getting a like taking a kid and getting them to walk across their own balance beam alone and like recognize and encourage their bravery and their independence when they hop down and jump off and give you a hug like it's heartwarming man it's just a, a different type but like i also i could also imagine being a string coach watching your team Rally through playoffs. Yep. All right, semifinal, quarterfinal, semifinal. All right, state. Yep. Right. And like win or lose. Like there's that moment where you're like, you know, it's heartwarming. Yeah. You know, and you had a you you were a puzzle piece in that in that journey. And um and that's what that's what we do it for, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the, the trajectory thing that you said earlier to, you know, hey, if I can get you 1%, you know, and then, you know, 30 years from now, here's where it is. Because I think it also works the other way. If, if you go 1% in the other direction, yes. how much farther you, you get off and, and Absolutely. The, the habits that get built when, when these kids are, are young, um, the, the less than good habits, which I think my kids do pretty well, but we have issues at times. Um, oh. But it's, it's yeah, like, yeah, it, I think it, it just gets, extra, you know, exponential yeah. you know well, well, well it's like managing expectations though adam right we you know for our coaches who have had adult fitness classes and adult or like team classes team strength coach or high school you know again like you can look at a class and go or a session and be like the kids crushed it that's mm-hmm. perfect yeah. it, went, it went it went pretty much to plan yeah 
That's not the case with kids. <laughs> it's like, there's, dude, there's no such thing as like going to plan. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just like, how elegantly did you course correct? And rather than like making this intervention at, it depends on the age group too. I'm thinking younger than, yeah. than older. Cause like our, our eight year olds are pretty good or yeah. our nine to 11 are pretty good. But like for three year old, and we just hired a guy. I mean, this dude turned around three, three football programs here in Texas from like, you know, oh, and eight, one and eight to like semifinal contenders wow. in, in, a, in two years each. So like gets it, like he gets it. And, um, but like one thing that he, he came across this gig and was looking and he's like, I'm getting different kids. I like, same thing. His mission is like, I want to serve coaches out there, better kids. Yeah. I'm starting early, you know? But he coached his first class the other day and it's like, there's no such thing as a perfect class, man. There's no such thing. Like you're not going to teach a kid in one class. It's a, it's a series of eight, eight to 10 classes. And then you start to see the intervention take place. But that's now the mindset you got to be able to have as a coach is like to have that longitudinal approach versus like immediate cue, immediate response intervention. Luke, I really appreciate your whole time with this. I, 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 I knew, I knew something just from knowing Matt Sharp, um, whatever, virtually and, and whatnot. Yeah. And I knew some things. Um, so this was, this was extremely helpful. If people want to find more information on, on everything kids strong, where do, where do they look? Kidstrong.com. So kidstrong.com is a place to go. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram as well. So if you just search kidstrong, all one word, that's where you'll find us. Yeah. Beautiful. In the so we're in, in northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin area. What we, we have I, I just saw coming to Naperville. Yep. What, what what any other location in the greater Chicagoland area? So there we're gonna be around greater Chicagoland and Metro Chicago. The, the specific locations are T B D. Okay. Right. But they're like there's, there's nothing up here right now. Is that not is that yet? Right? Okay. Not yet. So right now we're kicking off in Naperville and then uh, like you'll see it kind of work around work around the suburban ring of Chicago. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. We're soaked. Luke, I really appreciate your time, bud, and, and all the all the fantastic things you're doing. Cause yeah, that, oh, hey, that trajectory piece. Yeah. And Adam, hey man, it was great, great catching up. I miss, yeah. man, I miss everybody. I miss everybody. Yes. Well, we miss we miss you. That the beautiful face, the 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 podcast oh. voice that you have. Um, <laughs> you're nailing it, bud. So yeah. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you so much. Listeners, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of Oak Performance Radio. Again, check us out on the social at Oak Performance and online at www.oakstrength.com backslash Oak Performance. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.